All right, hello and welcome back to League Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Hinckley, a.k.a. known as the Swami. Uh, this week is Thanksgiving, and we all have a lot of good friends and family that we're going to meet up with that maybe we haven't seen in a while. And um, I had a, had a whole intro planned about going through today and kind of like going through, you know, why I'm thankful for each of my friends. And, you know, I, I could go on and do that, and there's many out there that I'm very thankful for. Um, and you guys know who you are. Um, but the past couple days I got to spend some time with somebody very special, and he's known as many things um, to the league. He's maybe not always been the most consistent owner, but um, he's always been a really, really good friend and a really good person. And whenever you hang out with him, he's just becomes the center of attention. And that's Danny Angle. Um, so instead of doing some giant intro today, um, I'm just going to get us right into it. Um, Danny and I had the opportunity to have a little conversation last night. Definitely talked some fantasy, but definitely got to talk some other things as well. So without further ado, I present to you the show that Danny Angle comes on. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to League Podcast. Today, once again, we have perhaps the uh, the league member that we hear from the least, and uh, I'm happy to report that I have him sitting right next to me this moment. We're gonna bring on uh, our our probably probably our our favorite league member, at least in my opinion, the man that's called Pickle, and the only person that can hit ten fall balls fall fall foul balls in a row in baseball, but also make a three-point shot from the same point in every point in basketball. And that is my friend, Danny. Danny, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, hello to all league members. Uh, hope you guys are listening and uh, looking forward to the conversation with our uh, league commissioner, uh, Swami. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, Danny, you've been in the league for... Most of his seasons, not all 10 seasons, but a solid, like, you know, yep. eight or nine years of it. So you've been here for a while. Yep. Um, and you've only made the playoffs a handful of times. But this year is one of those examples. You, you found your way in. Yeah. Even with a five and six record, you found your way in. Right. Uh, how do you think you've gotten to this point? <clears throat> well, I mean, there's two answers to that. We can go in two different directions. It's how did I get to this point this year? And how did I get to this point from the time I started as an owner in this league? So I answer the first the the first one the first path is how did I get there this year? So I had a very slow start. Um, I was I was losing more games than I was winning, obviously, um, and that was an example of my uh, you know two and five record. And you know I have a lot of people looking at that record of he's down and out for the count. Um, but I. I had a different draft formula this year. Um, I was always um, known to simplify things in the draft, and right. I think I did a pretty good job um, drafting. Um, and an example of that is the twenty—I believe the twenty seventeen season. I think I was nine and one, and I think I clinched first round by in a number one overall seed. I got blown out in the, fir- the first game I played, so it's technically a second round, but. First game I played, I got blown out in the two-week matchup. I forget, forget who it was, too. So, you know, and I didn't really evaluate. I should have evaluated after that. Um, and eventually I, I evaluated it, and this year I was like, okay, I'm going to change 
the way I draft a little bit. Used to be pick to pick, pick the best player available in the position I need. And I would say that I used a hybrid of that strategy this year. And the key to fantasy football, I think that I've learned most is you have to prepare for injuries. Prepare for injuries. I never prepared for injuries in the past, and that's why I think you saw such inconsistency. And I'm not here to say I'm a master because I am five and six. But I was able to rattle off three of the last four um, victories um, and finish five and six. And really probably should be six and five. I should probably go on four and oh the last the last couple weeks. But yeah. that'll come up later, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean we can bring it on if you want to. Or you can wait. I'm not, you know, yeah, it's okay. We'll, 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 we'll wait, wait we'll wait a little bit. We'll wait a little bit. Um, and I think the example on my team of of my new strategy is Kenneth Walker. Would have never drafted him ever. Um, you know, three, four years ago. But Kenneth Walker was not going to be a starter on my team, and was not a starter on my team. He wasn't even a starter on his own team. But I knew he had potential, and I knew that if I had an injury, that I needed to, I needed to sub somebody who would have a high ceiling. And um, unfortunately, Brees Hall is on the IR, and he was having great uh, weeks for me. Yep, tough um, break. Yep, and you know, again, unfortunately, Rashard Penny also got hurt, but that, um, that um, you know, raised up Kenny Walker to the starter on Seattle. Sure. And, you know, now he's arguably my best back. So yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about strategy-wise. Like, I, I, I focused on a starting lineup, and I was like, okay, if I have two or more guys in the in the bye week, I'm just going to give up that week. I'm, I'm not going to win, but now it's more I go into every week trying to win, and by doing that, I might not put out, like, the strongest lineup on draft day, but I think I'm better prepared for – what the NFL season brings. Yours? Yeah. So, earning that preparation, mm-hmm. and then maybe, you know, with the right adjustments, you know, giving yourself a chance to win in weeks you probably wouldn't have won right previously. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like I like that there's a new strategy to this because, as a lot of owners know, Danny Angle, uh, I've even gone myself as quoting it, and I guess I should regret this, is saying that Danny is the league's doormat. You know, everyone steps over him when they're, you know, it's like the automatic win of the league. Right. And I don't think it is that way anymore. And that's not to say that, you know, Danny's going to win every week now, but I think, you know, the past couple of seasons, and this season with a 5-6 and six record, that is evidence yes. of being a, a team that can be reckoned with. It is. Right. And who knows exactly what's going to happen in the playoffs, you know. But, right. You know, the fact that, you know, we have Danny in the playoffs. And you look at some of the names that are outside the playoffs looking in. Colin, Ryan, right. Hunter, Evan. Evan, right? More the, key names. Those are, those are four names right there that people assume, you know, they associate that with fantasy success. Right. And they're not in this year. Right. You know, and that's, to me, is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a huge deal. I, I, I mean, those owners should get all the respect that they do get uh, because of their past success and everything. Um, but I, I would like everybody to know that, you know, I, I, I have been the laughing stock some years, but that's not to say that I don't have a vision because every, after every season, I, I do have a vision and that is to eventually be somebody who gives themselves a chance to win the league year in, year out. And, um, I'd like to look at this as a starting point and I admit that the 2017 season, the nine and one record, um, you know, 
I, I was dominant in the first five weeks, and then I started getting lucky. I think I won a matchup like 65 to 63 over <laughs> And that was just because Zach Ertz had two. Like, I would have probably finished sub 55 points. But Zach Ertz had two touchdowns on Monday Night Football. I'm pretty sure two of our owners were at the game, um, Ben and Evan. Yes, we were. The Redskins yep. at the time, the Redskins. Um, so, you know, I, I was fortunate and should number one shoot should be confident going into the playoffs. Should I wasn't be. confident. I was like, my team's playing terrible. And um, a player came, came along and was, was hot at the time and just flat out beat me. Um, and I'm, I don't want to be that type of rollover anymore. And hence my new strategy and the, the drafting. I, w- I want to be here for the long haul. And I realized that the league going up to 12 members, only six can make the playoffs. And I'm very happy and honored to be in that this year. But, you know, next year might not be the same story than the year after that. But I want to give myself the best chance possible to make the playoffs every year. Oh, that's good. I think that kind of aligns with, you know, what I want to see out of every owner in the league. But I do think it's a little funny, you know, like like your team name kind of exemplifies that. Mm-hmm. The Legendary Dynasty. Can you give me just like a quick kind of like stuff, how you came up with that name? Um, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's been my name since the start. Um, I'm... I'm I'm a big believer in tradition, um, and you know sticking with the same mentality and moral year in year out. Um, I think when things get to be changed a lot, I think that that can cause confusion, and I don't want to cause confusion. I want to I want to let my um, you know other owners know that I'm coming with the same mentality every year, every game, every week, and um, you know it it hasn't lived up to it, but. That doesn't mean I'm going to change it. Um, it just means that, you know, every every great story starts with a bad beginning. You know, you know, Michael Jordan, the Bulls. I mean, they were they were laughing stock of the NBA. He came in like made him decent. It took him seven years to to be a champion. Um, so that's that's really what I'm trying to build, and that's why I stick with that name because, you know, my hope is that in, in you know, whatever, a five-year span, one of these five-year spans that, you know, maybe I win a couple of leagues and maybe I put myself in the semifinals or finals each time. You know, that would be, that's the goal, and it's a very hard goal to get to in this league, but um, that's just, that's that name is a sum-up of who I am as a person. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bow down to anybody, and I'm also, like I said, a believer in tradition and uh, steady morals, and that's what, that's what we're all about at the legendary dynasty. At the legend, well, I, I, and you're the only owner actually in the league that I let keep the same name every year. Right. Um. There's some oh, like you know, I'll let you do like like Dan this year's doing like the Hunter, Hunter's vicious love triangle, um, and I'm letting him do that for like a second year. Right. But it's like volume two because he won it last year with that same yeah. team name. Um, what about Evan's team? And Evan is the other exception. Thank you, Colin is. Colin is uh, listening into our podcast recording at the moment. Um, and Evan's similar in that way, uh, where I kind of let him keep the same name every year, and it's yeah. out of both respect for the the name and the owner. It's also because it's you know way too much energy for me to try to convince you to to change it. Right. So I'm right. just gonna kind of let it go. But there's a great tradition behind both of those names. Yep. Um, speaking of names, um, I mentioned earlier that your nickname is Pickle. 
Yep. Uh, can you give us a little bit behind that? I know it might not be football related. Well, but, yeah, uh, it, is, it isn't football related. I guess you could say it's basketball related. Basketball. So um, that nickname was given to me. Actually, as we sit here, I was going to say Thanksgiving Eve, but it is officially Thanksgiving. It is not Thanksgiving. We are, we are recording this on Thanksgiving. It will be early, very, very early morning of Thanksgiving. So this is Thanksgiving 2022. I bet... It's going to be the anniversary 18 years ago. I got the nickname Pickle of four years old, uh, Thanksgiving, at my cousin's house. Um, we were playing upstairs in his room, a basketball little on-the-door basketball thing. And uh, I think I just simply remember my cousin, you know, calling me because I was, I was shooting the ball weird. And he said, do you have splinters on your hand? And he's like, you've got to put, dip your hand in pickle juice. And I was like, why pickle juice? He's like, that's what Johan Santana used to do when he when he would get splinters from throwing a baseball, you know, when he was young growing up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. And then I said, oh, yeah, you should pickle juice. Come on, pickle. Pickle juice. So then that that name kind of stuck. That name stuck I've been known you. as Pick, Pickle or Pickle Juice ever since then. Um, actually, there's a guy, one of my cousin's uh, best friends to this day. I don't think he's ever referred to me as Danny. Or uh, you know, Daniel, or anything that he just call, he just calls you pickle. pickle. So it's uh, it is a good, a good nickname that uh that has stuck, a very random one, but uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> those are the best things in life. Uh, so, so I'm not gonna complain. Sure, no, it came from from Johan Santana. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. I think I think I had heard that it came from someone in your family, but I mm-hmm. I, I didn't exactly. Know. That's a that's great. So we have we have Danny Angle. You know, otherwise known as Pickle. Yep. In the league, in the playoffs this year, love the nickname, love the history behind his team name. Um, but he made the dance, and half the owners in the league can't say that about their team. Right. So uh, I'm gonna ask you, and then I'm gonna kind of give you you my evaluation. How far do you think you can go in this thing? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, when you win your last three or four matchups to get in the playoffs, and when your only losses. On a, um, you know, going into the night, I had Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, and Elliott had nobody down 30, and, you know, Hurts had an average first half, and as far as yards go, didn't have any touchdowns. I was like, oh, man, maybe I'm not going to win. And then he and then he starts moving the ball more, and then he hooks up with Smith on a touchdown. That's double the points. I'm one point behind with a whole quarter left to go. It's like, okay, let's win this thing. And I got in front by, like, a point and a half. It wasn't as much as I thought. And they do the hook and ladder play, and Smith chucks the ball, you know, 10 yards behind him, gets tracked with a fumble, minus two points, lose the game. was very heartbreaking. At the time, I was like, you know, my first thing was like, oh, that's going to keep me out of the playoffs. But then I was like, no, this is going to be remembered, but it's not going to be remembered as something that's going to keep me out of the playoffs. My team is too strong, and we've come too far to do this. So I put everything I had into last week. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get the win. My team played great. Um, you know, scoring over 100 points was, was a big deal. So, um, yeah, so I think my team can has as great a chance of going far as anybody. And to be honest, as a competitor, when you think that you had the tools to beat somebody and you didn't, didn't come all the way through, nobody I would rather want to play that team that I didn't come all the way through against. And I'm very happy that I'm playing Elliott. Not because I don't respect his team. He has a great team. It's a great season. Um, and may the best man win. But 
that lateral play really still still hits me hard, and there will be nothing more that I'd like to come through and come through and beat him, and then uh, I believe I'd move on to uh, to Luke. And Luke has a great team, but there's no reason why my team can't go all the way. Wow, there's just no reason. You heard it, first, heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That stinging fumble from Devontae Smith. Forever, forever live in Danny's memory, and maybe perhaps will be the marker of the turnaround for a season. We'll be back in a moment to finish up our interview with Danny. For now, please listen to these messages that support the League Podcast. The League Podcast is brought to you by RJ's RV Emporium. Buy an RV or you're a faggot. And we are back on the League Podcast. We're still with our uh, good friend Danny Engel, and uh, before we get back into the fantasy side of it, I do want to kind of think back on memory lane a bit to when I first met Danny Engel, um, because a lot of my friends came from me just, you know, being friends with somebody else, and those friends came up, or, you know, being, being on the tennis team is where I met Elliot, or obviously my brother, I was kind of stuck with him, so, you know, you know, there's a, lot of, a lot of my friends just kind of came with situations, but Danny Engel is one of the few people that I, I kind of actually like reached out to go meet mm-hmm. um and I, in second grade I was in the same class as his sister Lindsay um there's been stories about her told on this podcast before uh but I was in the same class as Lindsay in second grade and I remember that she had a brother that played baseball and Colin and I were always looking for someone else to play baseball with in the backyard so lo and behold one day I I think I finally got the balls to be like, hey, Lindsay, what's your brother's? Can you have your brother call me or something like that? Or I think he called my house or something. Or somehow we got it arranged. Right. And here comes Danny Angle walking up the street, the two blocks over that he is. 717 335 7257. That's right. Colin still remembers the number. Uh, called that like four times a day. That's right. Danny. We always knew, and you always knew if the garage door was open, <laughs> that Danny was there. If the garage door was closed, they weren't. Yeah. No right, one was right, home. No right. one was home. Uh, so I just remember the first. I think I'd seen him one or two times, but I remember the first day. I think we were at Danny go up at our house. Um, here comes Danny strolling up the street. He's got he's got the Rex specs on because he didn't wear contacts or glasses at the point, so he's. Danny was wearing some Rick specs, and he's carrying this this wiffle ball baseball bat that has three wiffle balls inside the barrel itself. So he was like the perfect yeah. like portable wiffle yeah. ball bat. And we had to we had to eventually tell Danny that we played with tennis balls, not wiffle balls. We, we we learned that eventually. But the best part of it is, I think it was right after lunchtime, sometime in the fall or the spring, and yeah, Danny must have you know, been eating lunch, and then I think he was with his mom or his grandma or something like that, and he must have had some, some, something for dessert, and I remember seeing him, and he has all this brown stuff over his face, I'm like, oh, hey, Danny, he's like, oh, hey, hey, Dan, or something like that, and I'm like, Danny, what have you got over his face? Oh, he's like, I had some Rocky Road ice cream for lunch. <laughs> he coming up in his face, just put, put like, he didn't even bother clean him, he just played the rest of the day, right. he just had Rocky Road ice yeah, cream all over heck? his face, because, yeah. you know, why not? Right. Why not? Right. Yeah. So that was the beginning of a very long and treasured treasured friendship that I still have today. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're glad to say that he can still join us today. Yes. On the podcast. Um, so definitely, uh, that was definitely a memory that I have too. And uh, there's been mem- many memories that you know 
that stick out along the way. Uh, you know, a couple years later, I think I got pneumonia and I was very sick. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> after I got a little bit better, I came back up to the Hinkley's house and I knock on their door and Ben and Colin come up to the door and say, "Hey, Danny!" And I was like, "Hey, guys! I'm sorry I couldn't play floor hockey. I was I had pneumonia." And they're like, "Oh, we we know, Danny. We know." <laughs> So I was I was scared because I couldn't play floor hockey, but uh, you know obviously I guess word got around. Uh, another mo- memory is uh, playing backyard baseball. Probably you know I was in probably fourth grade. They were probably at sixth, and um, very distinct field out in their backyard. Hinkley Financial Field. Hinkley Financial Field, and um, you know at, at the time the yard next to theirs had a fence, and we were still pretty young, so it was like. You know, a good poke for us if you hit over the fence was a home run. Sure. So, um, and Evan was playing in this game. And I believe <laughs> that, I believe I was playing in the infield and Colin was playing in the outfield. And Ben gives a nice poke down the right field line. The, fa- the gutter on the neighbor's house is the foul pole. Hit just to the left of that, so it's fair ball. And Colin has to run around the flower bed and down the hill to get the ball. So it's, you know, right. been easy, easy right. inside the park. Because you couldn't jump through the flower bed because we had the, the CFP, yes, CFL, yeah. yep. the crazy flower lady next door. Yes. <laughs> so you couldn't jump through her flower bed. She'd yeah. come out and yeah. <laughs> scream at you with a broom. Yeah, uh, so so anyway, I'm like, okay, this is an automatic home run. So I'm just standing around second base, and Ben's flying. I'm like, he doesn't really have to fly, but he's flying, and he misses second base. And I'm like, if I, if I yell it now, it'll easily go back, touch it, and still could jog home. So I waited until he rounded third. And I said, he missed second. He missed second. So he comes running back to second, touches second, comes all the way back to home. At the time he rounds third, Colin's getting the ball. Can't And where the flower bed is, you can't see home plate. So Evan's covering it's home plate. It's a blind plate, throw. It's a blind and throw. And Colin picks the ball up, throws it without seeing Throws a dime to Evan, and and Ben is at this point in midair diving for home plate, and Evan quickly catches the ball and tags him. And I remember that was the end of the game because Ben was so upset that he got thrown out. Um, so that's another uh, another core memory. And uh, you know, ever since then, you know, we've played uh, high school soccer, high school tennis, and competitive sports together. Um, and and those have been some great memories. And then you know, off to college and stuff. Uh, and they've been home, um, you know, and, and, and one thing that I'm really appreciative of is is the uh, every time, you know, we're together, I think it's always a realization of, you know, the friendship we have. Um, and I don't mean to, to extend any lengthy answers here, but, you know, I've, I've gone through some, some tough times in my life recently, and that was, uh, you know, something that maybe I'll see that was a clear picture in the future that I went through that for a reason, but um, you know, nights like tonight and nights like, you know, uh, these holidays that we get together, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I, I made decisions that I made, um, you know, things that were kind of controlling me to, you know, make decisions and um, realize how important these nights are to me. Because if, if I didn't make those decisions, you might not have, the, I might not have these nights. Um, so just a, a, a good realization is, is what I'm trying to say. No, that's very, very good, deep, deep realization there, Danny. And we're always happy, just happy to have you on, hang, hang out with you. And, I mean, I think, you know, my life would definitely not be the same without Danny Angle. That's for, that's for darn sure. Um, well, let's continue with our 
This is now first round wild card round playoff analysis. Uh, I got two more questions for Danny. First one is, if you couldn't say you're not the one that's going to win it all, who do you, who would you see taking home the trophy at the end of the year? Right. Um, as, as Danny's chewing on uh, some, some crushed ice, which is another Danny Angle favorite. <laughs> Danny Angle always loved coming to our house because he didn't have crushed ice in his right. He might now have it. I do have it now. But But he used to not have it. So Danny Angle used to love coming to our house for for crushed ice. My dad always made sure we have a nice supply in the freezer. Yeah. Um, So when I think about who's going to win it, if I couldn't win it, I think about the number one seed. I think about Dan. um, And I think about his history, too. So um, even looking at his team this year, I think he has a very talented team. He deserves the number one seed. But... I see. I, I can see it uh, folding um, either the first round he plays or the second round, whatever. Um, I can see him having a bad week, and you know, even though they're two week matchups, a really bad week can can kind of can you. Um, Elliot has a good team too, but the team that I see that that seems like destined, and, and a lot of times in fantasy, you know, the team that gets the number one seed doesn't always win. So the team that seems to be destined this year if I had to pick is is Luke's team I, I think he always finds a way to get it done this year and um you know just just by looking at the scores and stuff he he doesn't win really pretty or anything he doesn't crush teams he doesn't blow them out of the water but he gets the job done and at this time of the year that's what that's what matters you know so yeah it'll be interesting but if I had to pick one that, that's not me it would be it would be Luke's team yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple other owners that would agree with oh, a couple other owners that would agree with your sentiment, um, and I think you know a lot of people probably agree that if Dan's team stays healthy, you know, you know he's probably has the best overall roster. But it's not who has the best overall roster that wins in the playoffs. Nope. There were a couple years there when certain teams would make the playoffs and they get to the championship or a good playoff round and end up losing to a team that is considered inferior. Statistically, but if you if you just look at kind of like how things shake out, you're like, oh, like maybe it's not a big surprise that they win, right. you know? Right. Yeah. So that's just kind of the way I guess the playoffs the playoffs yeah. go, you know? No, yeah, it's a it's a it's a different animal. I mean, the regular season's grind as it is, but you know, when you get to the and it's kind of like you know, I, I helped out with the Kukalika soccer team this year. We we had a great run. We made it to states, but like by the state quarterfinals when we got out, it was like. Our guys were dogged and, you know, hurting and nicked up. And the other teams seemed like they weren't as tired and weren't as nicked up. And it's all about endurance and, and preparing for that. Um, and, you know, that that's a tough, tough comparison. But I think it does compare in the fact that, like, you know, once, once you get to that that point in the season, it it, it comes from the heart. And, right. you know, you, you got to go to your best guy. Um, and you see that in the regular NFL. Um you know, the guys on your roster who have produced for you the most got to produce for you in the playoffs. Exactly. If they have average or below average weeks, going to have a hard time winning. That's what I think. I think that's kind of the way, you know, if, if, if you're if you're unable to put together, you know, a couple of weeks, because that's why the two-week matches, I think, matter, especially this mm-hmm. time of year. Yeah. You know, if you're not able to put it, put it together, you know, at least decently for two weeks, I mean, I think, I think you're – going to end up in trouble. So, no, right. I think that's a good perspective. Uh, 
But anyway, to, to finish, not that I don't love talking, talking fantasy football with Danny, oh, but uh, we're, I'm going to finish with perhaps my favorite Danny Engel story, and then I'll kind of let him comment on this. I'm sure, <coughs> I'm sure he probably knows this one already. Um, but many years ago, this will probably be when we were in like middle school, and Danny was maybe in maybe in elementary school, fourth or fifth, fifth or fourth, fourth or fifth grade, and uh, you know we, at that point we got gotten pretty pretty close with Danny Engel. And uh, we're over at his house, and we're, uh, I think we're playing floor hockey in the basement, and uh, we're just having, like, a blast of a time, you know. But the thing is, like, in between periods, we call it, because, you know, we'd go, like, play a little bit, and we'd stop. The breaks, we'd play, like, some, some NHL mm. hockey on the PS2, or watch, or watch the Flyers, or something mm. like that. Then we go up the stairs, and instead of getting drinks, we would just chew on ice, and then come back downstairs <laughs> because you know we weren't allowed to actually drink anything. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so we we end up like chewing ice, and we come back downstairs, and like this had continued all day, and we probably get this like probably like ten or something at night, ten or eleven at night, and uh, we're still playing ice ho- floor hockey at the end of the day, and. I hear the door open and all three of us are already down there. So you know it's either Lindsay or your mom, but of course your dad walks down. He's like, he's like, all right, boys, the arena's the arena's closed at ten o'clock. Ten minutes. Ten, ten minutes. Yeah. The arena's closed. <laughs> so we had to like ten minutes up to play, yeah. and then we got out of there. And it's just like Danny. Danny just like uh, <laughs> Danny just like he knew he knew that he knew that was it. Right. Right. Uh, that was that was good. There was another. This is a, my, my second favorite story. Is the baseball one we go to. You must always play at our house, but yeah. time to time we go play at the Engel house. Right, right. And we go out, and his backyard's a little different than ours, where it's a little less space in his yard, There's but you can right. you can play out into the street or the house to the right side. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he hit the house to the right side, I was technically an out because you weren't supposed to hit it into the house right. over there. Right. Because the old man, Mr. Smith or whatever his name was, Mr. Get, um, um, he would get really mad if he hit it in yeah. the house. So if yep. he hit it in there, that was an out. Yep. But I remember we go out there, and it was lightly raining when we start. But after we go, it's just pouring. And we stay playing out there in the pouring rain for a good, like, you know, well, it probably was a good, like, you know, hour or two. We come back inside, and Mrs. Angle is nice enough to wash our clothes. So we're like, what, what are we going to wear? So here comes Dan, and he gives us these two oversized Calico basketball T-shirts <laughs> that are, like, down to our knees. <laughs> And it's like, oh, I was like, Danny, where'd you get it? He's like, I don't know. My dad just has a bunch of extra ones. <laughs> and then we're like sitting in there. I think we're watching like the Phillies game or something stupid like that. Um, and it was at that point, I'm like, you know what? This is this is when you realize you're gonna be friends with somebody for life. So, right, right, yeah. Uh, those are two of my favorite Daniel stories. There's a couple others I can't quite pin my head on right now, but definitely the, the Mr. Angle, the 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 the, 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 oh, yeah, the so hockey rink is closing, closing in ten minutes, in ten well, minutes fellas. Yeah, and then, and then the, the 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 playing out in the rain for right. two hours at the at the Danny Angle ballpark in the outfield. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's uh, two great stories that I will always remember. Uh, and for those of you, I mean, most of the league members, I think, know. I mean, I would obviously say the Hinkley's Dan for sure. Even at Evan knows for sure because Evan had my dad as a coach, um, and I would say even Ryan knows. Um, you know. And, my dad has an opinion, you know, it's, you don't, you don't really mess with it, I, I, unless you want to, you know, unless get you, yelled unless at. Unless you want to get, <laughs> when Mr. Engel says the rink is closed. Yeah, it's closed. It's closed. Uh, <laughs> as a young, sensitive kid, I would always, you know, I would always obey that. Um, 
But yeah, so those were uh, two great memories, and uh, there's there's many more. Like I said, you know, it was I think you know I think we can all say that we had the same similar mentalities. I think even when it came to like high school sports, club sports, um, I think we could all agree that we wanted the best for the team, and we just wanted to win. That it didn't matter if you know we played ten minutes and. Like I think we would all rather be on a sixteen and O team, um, and play ten minutes in a soccer game opposed to playing full eighty minutes and going two and fourteen. Um, and I think that comes from being around uh, competitive atmospheres. And as silly as it sounds, I think we were always around competitive atmospheres on the weekends just by playing baseball or football in the backyard. Um, you know, we wanted to win. We we would always have two v two football games and um, you. It's crazy. It sounds we'd come up with with plays, and of course, um, you know we would we would dial in hurry up plays. We would you know kind of use the whole play clock sometimes. You know, really use use whatever we thought we could to our advantage. And uh, and I think you know no matter what in in real competitive sports, I think you would always you would always see that. And then it was cool, you know, after high school, uh, you know, Ben and I or Ben and I went on to play collegiate tennis, and then Colin went to Penn State, so he didn't. But he continued to play tennis, and that was cool how we continued it. But it was also cool the how the mentality changes over the years. Like it's you know super competitive and everything, and still are. But uh, you know it, it's changed to you know you know let's go out for drinks. And when you can say that to somebody that you've been with since you were five or six years old you know, playing t-ball, it's, it's a pretty special thing, and I think it's also a pretty rare thing, so when, when you have that, you gotta, you gotta hold on to it, um, in the times that you can be together, because, you know, it, it probably is going to be a while to the next time, and, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a very, very special thing, so the, the one story I will say is, I remember being on the floor in front of us, the Hinkley's living room, playing floor hockey, and the crease was always this, like, teddy bear blanket. Yeah, that's right. We had a red one <laughs> and, and a blue one. <laughs> and um, and Ben was usually the goalie. Um, yep. So, and, and that would mean that Colin would play the point and I'd play on the left wing. So, I could set up the one-timer. And um, it was a snow day. And I think Colin and I scored. We had 10 shots and 10 goals. And... And that 10 was the big number because I remember when we got to 9, we like, Ben's like, oh, I'm, I've got to save this. I can't I can't let in a 10 straight goal. And I think we probably were passing it back a couple times. I was faking one-timers. He was faking one-timers. And finally, I rip a one-timer, and it goes right into Ben's legs. And I'm like, yep, that's, he saved it. And Colin comes around like slowly, very discreetly, and looks behind Ben, and the ball's just sitting there, right behind his feet, and he taps it in for the tenth goal. And Ben just got so, so I think he ran upstairs or something. It, was, it just, yeah, that was one of the best, one of the better memories I've had. That's for sure. You used to have that video replay system on the top with my iPod Nano, yes, just, that's right. just in case we weren't sure if the ball was yeah, yeah. taped to the top of the goal because we weren't sure it went through. The one time we, we it was so close, I went off the post. Um, or it went off both posts, and so we would, we went out to look at it, and it happened so fast that like, we had to look at it like ten times for it, and when we finally paused it on where the ball was coming across the line, 
the ball was like as, stretched it was, out yeah. because the, the, the it wasn't didn't have enough frames per second, right. so the ball was in two places at once. Yes, so there was no way really of knowing it, but I mean, yeah, we had the uh, we tried to get the the cameras involved and everything, and I remember, you know, we even had a ping pong league for a little bit. Like, we did have a ping pong come, league for a little bit. We would come down to uh, we'd have we've had two locations, either my basement or Dan Fieger's basement, um, and mine. I think I had a regulation size table. Dan's was Dan's definitely was not regular. So, um, Dan would usually win more games at his place than he would um, at my place, and um, you know we it was like a full full schedule. You play, I'd play Ben four times, and I move on with Colin and Dan, um, and we would play whenever we could, and it was uh, definitely a uh, yeah, definitely a, something that was a was a rewarding experience uh, to say the least. So. Definitely, yeah, yeah, good, good times with with Danny Angle. So yeah. glad to say that you know I remember I every one of those stories I remember vividly. Like I could tell, even yeah. the time I got mad, I remember I was playing goalie and I let up that one. I thought I'd saved it and Colin yeah. because he taps in with a yellow yeah. stick. God yeah. damn it! Yeah. You, you use the orange stick to get a yellow stick and an orange stick. I was using the green the green goalie stick. We had to tape. That's right. Danny used to bring his own white oh, that's stick. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I will say I. One thing is to being two years younger than these guys, you know, I, a lot of things that we did, I was behind in, um, both, you know, skill wise and like just physicality wise. And, um, and even, yeah, even like ping pong or even like real sports that we played, I was, I was behind in, but it's that competitive atmosphere that I'm, that I still value to this day that I think made me better and um and it's surrounding yourself with those who who are experienced in the field that can make you better um and i'd like to think that you know one day i made those guys better too so um of course it didn't start that way i was the one always getting better because usually when you get beat you get better so i was always the one doing that and i think you know maybe when we got older some things that i was able to to return the favor a little bit um in a positive in a positive way so you know it, it comes down to you know it, it being again cherishing everything and um you know when my cousins would come we'd come play like i'd invite him yep. to come play baseball and heck he still holds my cousin mike still uh holds still holds the record for the longest ball hit in this backyard if we find it yep that ball went into the playground and it was with a wood bat with a wooden bat that was amazing he got he got a hold of that thing holy crap and there would be a further ball hit and we find it few. You know, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, I can say the same. You know, I've had many memories with their cousin Andrew, and I haven't seen him in a while. But you know, he's uh, yeah, definitely a lot of good memories, and he's a very good athlete and good man himself. So it's definitely uh, again, you, you, we could probably sit here for four we could more sit hours. here for four more hours and reminisce yeah. about stuff like this, but uh. Listen, Danny, it was great to have you on the show, and I'm glad we can go back and look at stuff like this. And I'm glad that you're still in the league because I know that, you know, we we give you some 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 crap sometimes about not paying attention. But I know I know you're, especially in fantasy football. I know you're doing your best most of the time, and this year definitely showed that you uh, you, uh, you you came through and you made you made a lot of you know gutsy moves that ended up working out for you. And now you're in the playoffs, and you know I'll be the first one to say I'm gonna wish you. Best of luck because I think I'm, I'm so happy you decided to stay in it and keep going with it. And 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not that I'm not pulling for Ellie because I'm pulling for Ellie, but also, also pulling for you. So yes, congratulations, Danny. Glad to have you on, and good luck the rest of the way. Well, thank you, and uh, pleasure to be on this podcast. Hope to be on in the future, and good luck to everybody in the playoffs. And um, you know, I respect everybody here as owners, and uh, but you know, I'm. I'm I'm trying to do something special too, so I want people to know that, and uh, you know, may the may the best team win. All right, once again, thanks for coming on, Danny. We'll be back with uh, some picks for the wild card round. Before we finish out here, this is the League Podcast, brought to you by Swami Sports Productions. All right, welcome back to the League Podcast. Before we finish up, we got to go through our picks segment, and this week, unfortunately, Chase was unable to join me, but we will. Go through both of the wild card matchups and pick from. Now, we will still have a show next week if we bring on someone else from the wild card round. But uh, we will make the picks for the wild card round this week, the other two week matchups. In our first matchup, we have the three versus the six. It is, as we had Danny Angle on here earlier, it's Danny Angle as a six. And he's hosted by Elliot Kleckner, the three seed. Now, Elliot did have 10 wins, which is amazing for him to be the three seed with 10 wins. And Danny only had five wins. So Danny had half the wins that Elliot had this year. Um, and there's a lot of people that you know, didn't think that Danny would get even close to making the playoffs. There were others that also thought that Elliot's team was not nearly as good as its 10-1 and record. But, you know... I think the, the fact that b- both of these owners were doubted coming into the season you know, only kind of speaks to the amount of hard work that they put into it. Um, now, to pick the matchup, you know, I usually give you why one team wanted to win, why the other team win, and then kind of like who I think is going to win. So how I could see Danny winning this matchup would be if he somehow, you know, gets like a big performance or two from one of his players, and, you know, maybe it's the Jalen Hurts, you know, against the Packers this Sunday night. I think Danny's going to be at that game. Or maybe it'll be, you know, somebody else that we don't know about yet. He just happens to put on a really big showing, and Danny holds on for two weeks, and LH team underperforms like it has at points during the season. And, you know, I think Danny could definitely win that one. Um, Elliot's path is a bit more straightforward. He just has to kind of rely on the pieces that got him to 150 points last week. You know, and if Tony Pollard has a good day on Thanksgiving, or if, you know, pretty much any of his, you know, star, star players like McCaffrey um, have like a good day, or, you know, Travis Kelsey, those are three guys that can just pretty much wreck uh, wreck a matchup if, if, if they get hot. Um, his depth isn't there. His wide receiver's definitely struggling, but it doesn't matter if he puts up points from those three guys. And now who I think will win? Uh... I would love to see Danny win this matchup. But I don't know if Danny's ever won a playoff matchup before. And unfortunately, Elliot just does have some luck going with him this year. I don't know if Elliot's going to make it out of the next round, but I, I do think that he probably will have just enough to squeak by Danny. And I'm going to give Elliot the win. It's going slightly under 200 points. I'm going to give him the win 189 to 172. So it's pretty close. But I think Elliot has it pretty well in hand. Our other matchup of the week, the four versus the five. The five being Colton with his six and five record. 
excuse me, five and six record, and then the four being Ben with his eight and three record. Now there's a bit more history in this one. Ben has played Colton in the playoffs, uh, most recently in the 2018 championship, um, where Ben, as a one seed, lost to Colton as a six seed. Um, so there's definitely some history there, and I think that both owners know that. Ben knows he can't underestimate Colton like perhaps he did last time. And Colton knows that his team kind of has been struggling. Um, you know, he was at 5-4, and four, now he's down to 5-6. and six. So he he needs, a, uh, he needs to get back on track here. And whoever wins this matchup has a tough task going to Dan after these two weeks. So, you know, getting the win here is nice, but you got to almost like make sure you have enough in the tank to get through Dan next week, or at least put up a good fight against Dan next week. Let's start with Colton. Uh, Colton's team, three really good wide receivers. I mean, if Adrian Brown has a really good day like he did against the Steelers at one time, he can be a tough team to beat. And, you know, if the Colts actually use Jonathan Taylor like they're supposed to, it can also be a a really tough team to beat. Um, a couple holes in the roster, and you know maybe if you buy week here or there, like I think next week he has a couple players on by. Uh, you know it's it's not a it's it's a it's a it's a very good roster that depth wise could struggle, but I think most people think that uh, Colton could easily make it through the uh, the wild card round into the divisional if he has some good days from those players. Now we move on to Ben. Ben is uh, probably the, uh, the, the, I don't want to say the best, but you know, record-wise, probably the top number four team in the playoffs I think we've ever had with eight wins. You got eight wins many years was enough for you to be the top seed in the playoffs. And the fact that he got the eight wins and he's not the top seed in the playoffs is uh, it's kind of astounding. And he's, he's not even number three. He's number four. It's kind of crazy. But Ben had a good season. Definitely struggled a little coming down the stretch with some injuries. And Cooper Cup will still not be back. So it'll likely be that uh, he's gonna, the production will have to come from, from some other places. Um, and that's possible. I mean, get Travis Etienne back this week. Uh, and, you know, you think he has Tom Brady out quarterback. So there's definitely some pieces that can help you get there. But the, what's really going to come from is if some of those guys like Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots defense can keep overperforming. You know, if they overperform and everyone else kind of performs to their level, hey, you can end up with over 100 points, and that might be enough to beat Colton both weeks. Time to pick this matchup, and uh, I think on the season, Ben's team has been better. Um, there are certainly weeks that Colton would have beaten Ben, but Ben also would have beaten Colton probably most weeks. And even though he struggled last week, Considerably against Elliott, where he scored over 150 points, Ben actually put up like 95. And if he puts up two 95s against the 190, I think that's probably enough to beat Colton. So we'll say Ben takes this one. I'm going to give him about just under 200 again. I'm going to give him 197. And I'm going to say Colton probably only gets into like the 160s, but he could definitely make it close. So we'll go. Both of the top seeds advance here, no upsets um, in our wild card round. 
and uh, we're hopefully even well, even if those don't win, it should be an interesting playoff matchups, and definitely the divisional round will be even even better. That's usually like the best week of fantasy football, the divisional round. We'll get to that in two weeks. Um, like thank you guys for listening today. Um, Thanksgiving is always a time to think uh, and sit down and you know have a good time with family and friends and. I'm sure you all, I hope you all guys all get to do that and enjoy that this week. So happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you back next week for a mid-match version of the league podcast or the wild card round. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. Be safe and go birds. Take care.